Today we're continuing our mailbag segment with some more real life scenarios to talk through. We're gonna talk about finding malpractice insurance options after a large claim payment, moonlighting during fellowship and then transitioning to full-time practice, and switching agents mid-quote process. Stay tuned. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. All right, let's jump in. Our question number one in the mailbag today says... Last year, I was a part of a very large claim situation while working for a hospital. Many of us were named, and unfortunately, I had a $2 million payment made on my behalf. Now I have an opportunity to do some moonlighting, but I'm having a hard time finding coverage. The hospital won't cover me for work outside of their facility. So what are my options? All right, so this question came in just the other day from a physician, I believe he was in California. So a very common situation where there's a big hospital-related claim and lots and lots of providers get swept into it. And so for him, he got, I think it was a $2 million loss on his behalf, and that really can sting. So for never having any claims before, that can really be problematic. So, you know, it's one thing for doctors to have a few nuisance claims or even a few small payments, um, but to have something over a million dollars sometimes does cause issues when you go to try to find new coverage going forward. So this doctor is looking to do some moonlighting. He has an opportunity to do some other work outside of the hospital, but now nobody will cover him. So what are his options? So he's right in that the hospital can't cover this for him. Most hospitals will only cover for the work that's done at their facility. So if you're doing anything outside of the work for them, you've got to get your own policy. So the first thing that we're going to do for this doctor is take a second look at all of the regular standard market options. Every once in a while, you can find a carrier that will still be willing to offer you coverage, but what they'll typically do is if they can approve you, they may have to charge you more than the standard rate. So this is called a debit. So sometimes underwriters will put a debit on a doctor's premium. Basically, it's like an upcharge to charge a little bit more premium for a higher risk. So if we can find something for this doctor in the standard market, that's probably what will end up happening is an upcharge of some sort if they're even willing to write it. If we strike out with all of the standard market carriers, then the next option for this doctor will be to go to the secondary market. So we've talked about this before on the podcast. Sometimes it's called the non-standard market. Sometimes we call it the secondary market. It's also referred to as the E and S market, which is excess and surplus lines. So basically this is the market of carriers for hard to place business. So doctors who have had a claim, doctors who have had drug or alcohol issues or license issues, or even doctors that are doing really high risk procedures that other companies don't wanna cover, they generally have to get um, insurance through the non-standard market. So again, if we strike out on the first tier of carriers, then we'll look at non-standard. That's probably where this doctor will end up, but it's still worth the exercise to just check and see what all the available options are first. 
Now, one quick note for him on the non-standard options. So he will be able to find something. So one of his concerns was, will anybody even cover me? The answer is yes, everything can be insured for a price. The question is, are you going to be willing to pay the price that they're going to charge you? So there will for sure be at least one carrier who can pick this up for him. The question is going to be, does he want to pay the premium that they're going to charge him? So as we've talked about before, and I think you can go back and read some old episodes or watch some old videos, the non-standard market is fine. It's kind of a rehab period. Ideally for this doctor, even if he has to get a non-standard policy, we would only want to keep him there for three to five years. And as soon as possible, we would want to try to convert him out because the coverage is just going to be better and the premiums will be much more affordable getting him out of the non-standard market. Okay. Question number two in the mailbag says, hello, I am currently in a pain management fellowship, but I have a moonlighting opportunity, very part-time, to do some anesthesia work for a few months while I finish up my training. After I'm done with my fellowship, I plan on opening up my own private practice in pain management. What are my coverage options both now and after I'm done with my fellowship? All right, so this doctor is doing something very common in fellowship programs, which is he's trying to make a little extra money doing some moonlighting. So it's very common, and most of you know this, with pain management and anesthesia, they're kind of interchangeable. There's a lot of common procedures and training between those two. So he's a pain specialist, but he's moonlighting and anesthesia. So he is going to need to get a moonlighting policy for that work. And essentially, a moonlighting policy is just like a maximum part-time policy to cover him for the work he's doing while he's finishing up. So um, the first thing he'll want to do is go ahead and get some quotes and then get a policy in place for that part-time anesthesia moonlighting work. Um, I think he finishes training in July, if I remember this correctly from our conversation. Um, So essentially, he'll carry that policy from now until June or July, and then when he finishes his training and he's ready to open up his private practice, here's the nice part. You can just convert that that, that moonlighting policy into a full-time malpractice policy once you start your own work. Even though it's going to be a different specialty, you can still convert the policy. So basically what he'll do is we'll make sure that he goes with a carrier that can write both the moonlighting work now and the full-time work later, and then it'll just be continuous coverage. So he'll pay the part-time moonlighting rate for now for the anesthesia work he's doing today, and then in June or July, once he's up and running with the new practice, then we'll simply flip it to a full-time policy, and then we'll have it re-rated for pain management, so that way he can just continue the exact same insurance policy going forward. This means he doesn't have to buy tail. He doesn't have to cancel anything. He can just simply continue on with the new policy, ideally with the same carrier as he finishes up his training. And oh, by the way, if he did still want to continue doing that moonlighting work in addition to the work for his private practice, the one policy could still cover him for both. So that would be something if he wanted to continue both, he could certainly do that. And the one policy would cover him for the whole thing. All right, our last question in the mailbag today says, hi, Jennifer, I started the malpractice quote process with one agent, but it's taking a really long time. And I just recently found your podcast. I would like to switch agents, but I'm not even sure if that's possible at this point. 
I'm running out of time since I plan on starting next week. Do you have any advice? All right, so this is unfortunately a relatively common thing. So this doctor probably didn't really know which agent to reach out to and just called somebody local, started the process with an agent, and it's just taking a long time. So this is probably an agent that either isn't an expert in malpractice and doesn't have a lot of options, or maybe they're just really busy. I'm not sure why it's taking quite so long. But on average, it should only take about seven to 10 days for you to get quotes back from any malpractice insurance agent. Now, there might be some exceptions to that rule. Like for example, if you're not gonna start practice for like six months or a long ways away, then it might take a little bit longer because the carriers probably won't get to it as quickly. But as a general rule of thumb, it should really only take seven to 10 days for you to get your quotes back. So this doctor, again, started the process with one agent. It's not going especially well. It's taking a long time. So he wants to know if he can switch. So the short answer is you can, but it's a little bit convoluted. So let me explain how you do this. I think we just had an episode recently on how to switch um, your insurance from one agent to another, and that's done through a process called a BOR or an AOR. Essentially what you have to do is you have to sign a form that says that you would like to appoint a new agent to represent your business with that company. The problem is it's harder to do that when you're in the initial quote stages because you haven't selected a carrier yet. And so then you have to go in and you have to have every single carrier basically flip the quote to the new agent. And sometimes that can be a little bit more time consuming because the incumbent agent, so the initial agent that sent in that quote for him, he has 10 days to try to get a rescinding letter after we've submitted that agent change request. So it can just take a little bit longer. It's a little bit more clunky to do it, especially in the quotation process. And so my recommendation to this doctor was actually to just go ahead and bind coverage with the existing agent and then do that BOR or AOR after the policy is in place. So this poor guy, he needed um, coverage, I think it was like the very next week. And so what I did was I hopped online and I gave him some quotes, just ballpark numbers from a few different carriers and I kind of steered him in the direction of which one I thought would be best for him. And I told him to go ahead and bind through the other agent and select the policy that was probably gonna be at least an initially good one for him to get started on. So, you know, look, in the short run, did it help me? No, but it's not about me. It's making sure that the doctor gets set up with the right coverage and get going. And then after he's all credentialed, he has his proof of insurance, if the new agent is still not meeting his needs, at that point in time then, it probably makes sense to do a BOR or an AOR and flip to a new agent. Now, the old agent is gonna get commissioned for that policy that you wrote through them, but at this point in time, it really doesn't matter. So when you're in a time crunch like that, unfortunately, those agent changes are harder to do. So sometimes you just have to go ahead and get a policy locked in and then do that after the fact. As a reminder, we do have our mailbag link that's live on our website. So if you have a question that you'd like me to answer here on the mailbag, go ahead and head to aegismalpractice.com and submit your question. And if I don't answer it on the mailbag segment, some of the questions we've had recently are so good, we're making them full episodes. So I will definitely make sure that we respond to your email and get you the answers that you need. And then we'll also answer your question here on the air. 
If you have any questions on these topics or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. And don't forget to give us a like and please leave a review. Your feedback and support helps us to reach more people. And we're so grateful for your clicks and your kind words. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.